0: Hello guys, hello. My name is Stephanie and we are back. Yes, we are. It is amazing to be back here with you guys. I got something that I hope uh, just reinvigorates your faith. And I got something that I hope is an eye opener. You know, sometimes I do things and I ma- I bring messages that seem so simple. And yet I hope it awakens your spirit to see it in a different way. That's what my prayer is. All right. So this is episode 204. And as you saw in the title, the title is the Ten Commandments Still Matter to You. All right. Now, I do want to preface by saying, okay, we're going to talk about the law, okay, the law of God. We're going to talk about what the law is. And I know a lot of people, when they think of the law, they think that this is like the books of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy that says, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Right. And I do want to say that. A lot of the things in there are very sacrificial, religious uh, things that had to be done in the flesh because of the time it came out in, okay? Um, They were given to the Israelites. They were given so that God can see how much the Israelites loved him, that they would follow these, that they would do these commandments. And a lot of these laws had to do with things that... um, modern Christians today don't believe in because they believe that the Bible says that Jesus came to fulfill the law that God created and that we now live under grace. Okay. And I want to make sure you understand there are certain things that this applies to and some that it doesn't. Okay. So that whole section in those books that says, don't cut your hair. You have to get circumcised. Um, You can't eat red meats. You you can't get uh, tattoos in the name of uh, people who died. You can't wear jewelry. Women can't uh, shave their legs. They can't wear pants. These are the laws that I believe um, we are free from because of the grace of God. All right? I believe that we are free from that because Jesus came and he was able to relieve us of such rigorous religious acts, religious practices. This is my belief, okay? I know that there are some uh, Pentecostals and uh, Episcopals and Protestants that still believe in that. And if that's the case, that's fine. That's totally up to you, okay? But um, for modern Christians today, for people like me, we uh, we believe that those uh, rigorous things that you're not supposed to do um, have been abolished because of the grace of God that God gives us. And he dis- and he displays in the New Testament when Jesus gives the sacrifice of dying on the cross for us. OK, now part of the law was the Ten Commandments. And this is what I'm telling you. That even in the New Testament, it talks about how the Ten Commandments still matter today and how the Ten Commandments still have a very important place in our lives today. And that even though we are still working in the grace of God and we are out of the law, these Ten Commandments are still the foundation of, uh, you know, what God asked for us. So this is what I want to talk about today. And I hope... You know what those Ten Commandments are, but if you don't, this is going to be a really good refresher course um, of basically what those ten, ten Commandments are and how we as believers can still work in uh, obeying these commandments in the law. OK, so that's my little preface. I'm going to start off by reading um, Romans chapter 13. And I'm reading uh, verses 8 through 14. OK, so. Um. I want to read the first few, the first few uh, verses in the New Living Translation because I do like the way they present them. But there's a really good passage in here that says it in a different way in the Message version. Okay, so it just gives you uh, the same verses, just a different way of wording them, so you can better understand them. Okay, so this is going to be in uh, first the New Living Translations. It says uh, Romans chapter thirteen verse eight. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the the requirements of God's law. Okay. For the commandments say you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These and other such commandments, such as the Ten Commandments, um, are summed up in one commandment. And that is, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not does no wrong to others. So love fulfills the requirements of God's law. Verse 11. This is all the more urgent for you, uh, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up for your salvation is nearer now than we first believed. The night is almost gone and the day of salvation will soon be here. Jesus is coming. All right. So, Remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put the shining armor of right living, righteousness, because we belong to the day we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in any of the darkness of wild parties or drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and moral living or in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think the uh, think about ways to indulge your evil desires, evil desires, meaning your flesh or what other people and culture that don't know who Jesus Christ are doing. OK, so let me go ahead and read really quickly um, the same verses, but in the message version, because like I said, it's the same verses just using different words so you can better understand it. OK, so it says verse eight. Don't run up debts except for the huge debt of love that you owe each other. When you love others, you complete what the law has been after all long. The law code says don't sleep with another person's spouse. Don't take someone else's life. Don't take what is not yours. Don't always be wanting what you don't have and any other don't that you can think of. Finally adds up to this love other people as well as you do yourself. You can't go wrong when you love others when you add up everything in the law code. The sum total is love, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day to day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work that he began when we first believed. We cannot afford to waste another minute, but not squandering these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgences and sleeping around and disputations and bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed and get dressed. Don't loiter and linger. Waiting until the very last minute, dress yourself in Christ and be up and about. This is what I love about the word of God, okay? Paul is the one who's writing this, and Paul gives a clear description of what all the don'ts are. And he basically refers to the Big Ten Commandments. And he doesn't specify all of them, but you kind of understand it. And I love how in the message version, it keeps going on saying, hey, all the other don'ts that you can think of, They all add up to this. So if you love other people, then you're going to choose not to sleep around. If you love other people, then you're going to choose not to take someone's life. If you love other people, then you're going to choose not to envy or want what they have. If you love other people, then you're going to be able to understand the whole purpose of why God gives us the Ten Commandments is because it all equals up to love a lot of people think that for some reason when god gave us the ten commandments he was basically giving us an instruction guide that said what we can't do you can't do this you can't do that you can't do this you can't do that you might like it but you can't do it okay and it almost seems like if he's pointing the finger at things that you should not be doing like i know this is what you want to do but you can't do it you can't do it you can't do it but what we really need to understand is he doesn't give these ten commandments so that we can feel judged or so that we can feel like if we're in the wrong. Instead, he gives out the ten commandments so that he under, so that you can know how much God loves you. And he basically says, listen, these are all the ten commandments that I have for you. But the one that is is for you to really understand and to sum up is that you need to love your neighbor's as you love yourself, we love ourselves. Okay. We are born in a world where we think about ourselves. We are constantly thinking about how we look and how people perceive us and how it is that we do things. And we, we look at a mirror and we're like, how does this present ourselves? How does what does this say about us? And we think about ourselves. And in other books in the Bible, it says actually the two uh, greatest commandments is love the Lord your God. OK, and then love others. So love God, love others. But he also uses he doesn't tell us we have to love ourselves, but he basically says, but, you know, I know that you love yourself and you love yourself enough. To show me that you love me, so I want you to love others the way you love yourself, and I hope that makes sense, right, because if, if I look at myself in the mirror, I'm not perfect. But I have uh, the ability to look at myself and say, you know what, God, you made me beautiful. I'm so blessed because even though I have this pimple here, my nose might be big, my eyes might be really small, you loved me enough to make me beautiful, to, to create me in a unique way. And that's just the way I am. I've been able to receive love from others, receive the love of God, and know That even if I have some type of defect, even if I have some type of disease or illness, even if I lack something that other people might have, I'm still beautiful. And that is something that men and women of God should be able to recognize. God made you beautiful. God took the time to create you, put an idea, put you in the womb of your mother, allow you to be birthed, and you are still a creation of God. So that means that you are beautiful. So if you love yourself and you can have, you can look at yourself and say, man, I'm glad that I can put myself in these clothes, put on makeup, do my hair, and I still look good. With that same type of love for yourself, you have to love others. Love others as you love yourself. And, And it even says in the message version, love other people as well as you do yourself. Because we, we want to think highly of ourselves. Like, if somebody says you're not good, a part of your ego is going to be like, okay, yeah, you might not think I'm not good, but I'm going to prove to you that I am good. A part of us is going to want to be like, you know what, I'm going to step up to the plate. I'm going to show you I have those qualifications. I have that characteristic. I am special. And with that same confidence that we have in the love for us, we need to be able to love others. And how do we show love to others by following the commandments that God gives us? All right. So, and then he goes on to, then he goes on to say, like a warning, right? So, yes, love them, follow the Ten Commandments, love them as much as you love yourself. But he says, I need you to be prepared. I need you to be ready because you gotta stay away from wicked ways, so that you can be able to understand the presence of Jesus Christ. We, we read in verse 14, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think of ways to indulge your evil desire. Don't be thinking about your flesh itself, but think about the calling in your life, the presence of God. When your presence of God is around you, when God lives in your heart, there's a confidence that goes beyond the outside appearance. Okay, what God is doing on the inside of you is so much greater than what other people can see on the outside of you. But we have to dress ourselves accordingly. We have to make sure that we are living in the correct way or living the right way of God. So that means that righteousness is what we need to be pursuing. We need to be pursuing that the right ways of God. And what are the right ways of God? By living in the laws, the Ten Commandments that he gives us. Okay, so I hope I was able to explain that. I just wanted to send some shed some light on that, because some of us may not be like I am where I feel confident and and I'm happy about myself. Some of you may be struggling with seeing how beautiful you are. And, And this is a good way for you to understand just how much God loves you. Okay, this is a good way for you to be like, you know what? God loves me, He created me, so now I have to love others. And at the center of all these commandments is love. And if you are a Christian, if you say that you believe in God, if you follow the ways of the Lord, if you read the scripture and you want to be a Christ follower and you want to go to heaven, then you need to make sure that you as well, even though you feel you might lack self confidence, you need to reignite yourself, with strengthen yourself with the word of God. It's, it's like the Proverbs, right? We read the Proverbs and we read the Psalms and we think like, wow, like David, read, David wrote these Psalms and he was going through so many different things, right? But yet these Psalms are here to reignite my faith, to reestablish my foundation, to show me that God loves me. Same thing with Proverbs. Um, Solomon wrote the Proverbs. Solomon was trying to let people know, hey, you want to know how to live a righteous life? Here you go. This is how you can live a righteous life. This is how you can live a life that mimics the way that God wants you to live. All right. So if you're someone who's lacking confidence or you need assistance with that, then the best advice I can tell you through the scripture is number one, know that you are loved and know that the same way God loves you he wants you to love others and number 2 go into the scripture and strengthen yourself in the stories in the psalms in the miracles in the proverbs all right and as you continue to connect with God then you too will understand the urgency that God is trying to show of how we need to make sure that we're not focused on the day to day things that we're not wasting our time but that we are loving others that we are consistently loving god and loving others okay so just as a refresher course i want to go over the 10 commandments and they're found in exodus chapter 20 um exodus chapter 20 okay some of them are like really easy and obvious okay And, and some of them may seem really obvious but you just really can can understand and see how you can probably like fall and break those commandments and how even if you do fall and break those commandments, like you, you still have an opportunity to come back to Christ, to ask for forgiveness, to repent and make sure you don't do it again, okay? So Exodus chapter 20, this is the New Living Translation. Um, it says, I'm just going to start in, in verse 1. I'll, t- I'll go one by one what they are, but I'll just start with verse 1. It says, then God gave the people all these instructions. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. And this is where the Ten Commandments start. The first one is, you must not have any other God but me. You must not have any other God but me. You must not have, or you shall not have no other gods before me. Okay, When we think of God, that G is lowercase because there's no other God like God with a capital G, okay? He is the creator. He's the author and finisher of life. He is the one with the big G. Everything else is with the little G. And I'm not just talking about gods like in the Old Testament where they used to have like gold calves and statues and things like that. I'm talking about how nowadays in the 21st century, Anything that you put more attention to than you do in seeking God with a capital G could be seen as a God with a lower G. Anything that you spend the majority of your time that you make as an excuse not to seek God could be an idol. It could be a God. Okay. So, um, Oh, the second one is you shall not make idols. That's the second one. So they kind of go hand in hand. But in that verse four, it says you must not make yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. And then it says, I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generation of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations for those who love and obey my commands. So as you can see, God is still trying to tell you, hey, listen, I'm a jealous God. I don't tolerate any other types of affections you have for any other gods. Okay, I don't tolerate your idols. And I'm going to tell you why, because I love you so much. My love is so unfailing and so great that it exceeds thousands of generations that even you will never, ever, ever get to see or get to know or get to hear of. Okay, but you have to love and obey my commandments. So like I said, you can make idols, you can make gods out of things that you use as as an excuse not to spend with God. This is like uh, Netflix. This is like social media. This is like working. This is like working too hard. Like if you're doing a lot of overtime and there's no need for it, okay? Um, Anything that you basically spend a lot of time on that when you look at it and you say, well, I didn't have a chance to read the Bible today because I needed to finish watching this Netflix um, episode or this season of this show or this movie on Netflix, okay? Well, I didn't, I didn't have a chance to go to church on Sunday because I wanted to do overtime. And I didn't have to, but I wanted to. And, and I want to be a protector and provider of my family. And, and it's not required, but I want to. Okay, or or you know what? I I really didn't get a chance to go to Bible study and I could have made time for it. But you know what? I was just swiping on TikTok and Instagram and I just saw an advertisement and I was like, I need to buy that. And now you're spending so much money excessively on things that you really don't need, because what you really need is God. Okay. So these first two commandments, they go hand in hand, but they basically say the same thing. You shall not have another God before me. Okay. You shall not make yourself your own God. Okay. And you shall not make any other idols. Okay. So make sure that when you're when you're looking at your daily life and you think about it, what areas in your life do you think you can Make less time for so you can spend more time with God, because at the end of the day, God loves you and he wants to spend time with you. Okay, so those are the first two commandments. Um, Exodus chapter 20, verse seven, it says you must not misuse the name of. The Lord, your God, the Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. That is commandment number three. You shall not take the name of God in vain. This has a lot to do with your words. And this has a lot to do with God's name being important and God's name being heard. See, if God wants all the nations to know who God is, I don't think other nations who don't know God would appreciate it if we use God's name in vain through a curse word or if we use God's name in vain as just another regular word or if we just, we, we don't give glory to who God is, okay? So be really careful with the way that you use words. Um, try really hard to think about the people that surround you when you misuse God's name. So, if you're misusing God's name, are there children around you that can hear it? Are there non-believers around you that might think a certain way about you? Uh, are there coworkers and family members that need salvation? That when you misuse the name of God, they look down upon you, or they they, they even think like, "Well, why am I going to follow God when this person's misusing the name of God all the time?" So really, honestly, just watch your mouth, but, but keep in mind the holiness that's on the word God, on the name of God. Because God's name is above all names. And we say this in the Bible all the time. God's name is above all names. But if you're misusing God's name, you are breaking one of the sacred Ten Commandments. All right, verse 8. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On the day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons, your daughter, your male and female servants, your livestock, and uh, any foreign living uh, among you. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them but on the seventh day he rested that is why the lord blessed the sabbath day and set it apart as holy all right so remember the sabbath and keep it holy everyone deserves rest all right and i understand if you may have to work and i get it because you're providing and maybe you're in a job where you have to work seven days a week but If you could find a way to break away, and I'm not saying break away like you got to book a vacation or break away like you can't, you know, um, do the things that you love to do. All right. Play video games, go to the park, anything like that. I'm talking about take a day to seek God among other people once a week. Take a day to seek God in a way that looks different from all the other ones. Take one day. Most of the time is either a Saturday or Sunday. Um, take one day after you have worked to be able to rest. And what does rest mean? It means not copy what you do on a day to day. Like if you wake up in the morning, you get some coffee, you get in your car, you drive to work, you come back from work, you you know exercise. After you exercise, you uh, make some dinner. You make some dinner. And you go to sleep. No. Take one day to rest, to do a completely different day than your normal day to day, to to spend time with your loved ones, to put your phone away and not look at social media, to uh, not answer the phone one whole day unless it's something important but to spend time in the word of god to praise and worship with your family members and friends at church take one day this is a commandment god knew how important it was to show us rest and rest is being able to mentally not think about the things you do monday through saturday or monday through friday All right. So take one day to remember the Sabbath, to understand that when God made the world, he wanted to rest. And it's not to rest because he was tired, but it was to rest, to look at everything, to appreciate everything, to bless everything and to know that what he made was beautiful. So while you are doing something different on your Sabbath day while you are praising God at church, while you are having dinner with your family members, while you're taking the kids to the park, remember to look around and say, wow, I have such a beautiful family. I have such a wonderful wife. I have such amazing kids. God, thank you for for this park, for your nature. Really understand and remember the Sabbath, okay? Number five, I mean, not number five, but the fifth commandment, is found in verse 12 and it says honor your father and mother period then you will live a long full life in the land the lord your god is giving you all right now this one i really like because this one it says i need you to honor both your father and your mother he doesn't just say honor your father and don't honor your mother and he doesn't say well honor your mother but don't honor your father he he puts them as equal All right. Honor your father and your mother. And it keeps on going. And it says, because when you do, you will live a long and full life. Now, there are some people that don't have their family members together. And there are some people that they have a strained relationship with their father or a strained relationship with their mother. God created the family for a reason And he wants us to have some type of communication with them. It may not be the greatest communication, but there has to be some type of honor. You need to recognize and honor the fact that you were created because of them, okay? And when you honor them or you respect them, then the Bible says you will live a long life. If there is a riff in your relationship, if you're like, you know what? I never want to talk to you again, and you allow that relationship to die, or you allow that relationship to perish without forgiving them, without, uh, you know, allowing yourself to be able to redeem it, without finding closure, without honoring that person, you know, it could cost you life. It could cut years off of your life. That's what the Bible says. So, yeah, that's, that's the fifth commandment. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Um, the sixth commandment is found in verse 13. You must not murder. Now, that's self-explanatory. You shouldn't kill anybody. Um, it's it's self-explanatory. And uh, really, honestly, like, you, you shouldn't kill anybody. And that goes for living or unliving. I should know that. No, I'm sorry. That goes for in the womb or out of the womb. You should not murder. I'm, I'm just going to leave it like that, okay? You should not murder. Um, The seventh one is you must not commit adultery, which is basically don't sleep with another person's man. Don't sleep with another person's woman. You if you are married, you are coveted. You're in a relationship. It's only you and them. It's no one else. There's no throuples. There's no four people. There's no open relationship. It's two people, a man and a woman. Okay, so don't cheat on them. Don't cheat on anybody. Listen, cheating on tests is bad, but cheating on a person is worse, and it's terrible, and there's baggage that goes with it. And God, when he makes this commandment, I think he's making it to preserve what a, a godly marriage looks like, and, and that's really important. The Bible also talks about how, like, a marriage is like the church, um, you know, the church being its bride, okay? Um, so just really important, do not commit adultery. All right. The eighth. I'm almost done. The eighth um, uh, commandment. Do not steal. Do not steal, period. And I feel like this this applies to everything. Um, Do not steal when it comes to tangible things. Do not steal when it comes to dreams. Do not steal when it comes to other people's talents, abilities. Do not steal time from other people. Do not steal, period, all right? So don't try to steal what's not yours. Don't try to steal other people's time. Don't try to steal um, uh, different things that people might have, okay? Okay. It could also be applied to relationships, to be honest, because some people are okay with being in relationships. And when they feel like that relationship's not going well, they don't break it off. And instead of breaking it off, they think it's gonna fade away. So what they're doing is they're actually stealing the other person's time. So be bold. If you feel like your relationship is not going anywhere, you don't wanna move forward, um, have the strength and the honor and the courage and the boldness. To break it off, do not steal another person's time, okay? So do not steal. Um, The ninth commandment is found in verse 16. It says, you must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not bear false witness against your neighbor. So what does this mean? This means don't lie about your neighbor. Don't don't make false stories. Don't gossip. Don't share things that are untrue. Okay. Don't be trying to make it seem like if you're a good person and they're a bad person for your own convenience. Okay. So so don't lie. That's what it is. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't lie. OK, and then the and that one's a big one, too, because everybody thinks, oh, it's a white lie. It's going to be fine. No, no, no. A lie is a lie. It's part of the Ten Commandments. It's part of the law. If you love your neighbor, then you're not going to lie. OK. And the very last one, this is commandment number 10. It's found in verse 17. It says you must not covet your neighbor's house. You must not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey or anything else that belongs to to your neighbor don't want what other people have and i know it's hard because sometimes we're scrolling on instagram we're checking out facebook when we're seeing wow they got a new car i want a new car they they got a new house i want a car i want a new house oh uh it looks like they just got married i want to get married listen we all have dreams and we all have goals but when we're actually taking the time to think about, well, how would my life be if I was in that relationship? Well, how would my life be if um, if I got the car that they got? Or how would my life be if, you know, I, I took their job because, you know, they have a great job? God doesn't want us to look at what other people has. He wants us to rejoice with those who are happy, rejoice with those who rejoice. He wants us to cry with those who are crying. OK, they can shed tears. You can be their shoulder to cry on. He wants us to be able to have peace when other people have peace. He wants us to enjoy the blessings that other people have blessings. Listen, maybe that person who just received that car or who just received that promotion that you want it going to bless your life with that thing that they were just given. Maybe that person wants to bless you with what they were given and even give it to you. God doesn't know. I mean, not God, you don't know what God can do with the things that other people are blessed with. And you shouldn't have to waste your time thinking, well, I would love to have that person's marriage. I would love to have that person's wife. I would love to have that person's car. God doesn't want us to waste our time wanting things that were not set up for us. Instead, he wants us to rejoice with them and he wants us to be able to say, you know what? Yes, you got a new car and I'm happy for you. I'm believing for a new car too. I need one. Oh, yes, you you just got married. I'm so happy for you. You know, I would love to get married, too. When God has the right time for me and he presents the person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with, that's who I'm going to be with. And I, I'm just going to trust God and move forward. So those are the things that you should really think about before you even think about, oh, I would love to have that that they just got or or keep liking it so that they can like you back. Okay. That's funny because a lot of people do that. Oh, well, like my picture because I like doers. Like, there's no need for that. When you love them and you're genuine and sincere and you show them God's love, it's up to you if you want to like them or not. If you want to show them that you love them, if you want to share a comment, if if you want to, you know, put, you know, a reshare, all of those things. Social media is funny because so many people think of social media in different ways and they can't see someone's reaction. But when you love someone and you do it face to face, it's so much better. I'd rather have like my sister and my family congratulate me on a promotion in person than for me to post it on Facebook and Instagram and like only, you know, two people like it and me get all, you know, pissed off because nobody liked it. I don't know. But yeah, don't don't want what other people want. So, yeah. So that's all I wanted to talk about really on this podcast episode. I know it's a little longer than our other ones. But, um, but I do feel like, you know, we, we need to understand that the Ten Commandments, they still matter today. The Ten Commandments are still part of God's law, and God's law it is still present when it comes to the Ten Commandments. God's law is, is out of love, and, and obviously he loves us enough to, to create us, and he wants us to love others the way that we love ourselves, and he wants us to keep these commandments, Okay. So thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. I will be with you guys on Friday for a Friday prayer wave. God bless. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and subscribe. Feel free to send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes.